Welcome to the Companion Chapel. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area, beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous January 24th day. It is freezing cold, and it snowed a lot. The book of Isaiah, Isaiah meaning the salvation of Jehovah, prophecy that was written for today, written prophecy that is more relevant to these times right now than ever before. All God's prophecies occur and develop in preliminary and partial happenings, for example, to us, before they lead up to and become fulfilled and permanent. Always remember, it's Isaiah's voice and pen, but God's words. Now, please consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. Help magnify and broadcast God's saving word. This podcast is only possible through your donations. Please give it up for God at companionchapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address companionchapel at gmail.com. You're encouraged to send your biblical questions or prayer requests to email address companionchapel at gmail.com or come by for a Bible study to number 338, side road 28-29, Saugeen Shores, Ontario, Canada. That's S-A-U-G-E-E-N, Shores, Ontario, Canada, N-O-G, 2-G-O, or phone here, 519-706-8876. Now please turn with me in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 11. Carrying on here with the same prophecy, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the spirit of wisdom, understanding, the spirit of counsel, this and might, the spirit of knowledge, and fear of the Lord. There you have the seven spirits of the Lord. Let's just go over here. Uh, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. That's this is obviously Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ, to manifest in the flesh as Emmanuel, God with us, the seven spirits. The Spirit of the Lord is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of wisdom is just that, wisdom. And understanding, this understanding is perfect understanding, perfect discernment. The Spirit of counsel, counsel, God's Word is counsel. It's the most prudent counsel. God's Word answers every logical and moral objection conceivable to mankind. And the spirit of might, that's valor and power, and the spirit of knowledge, don't you think otherwise. God knows. God knows your thoughts and intents. There's nothing hid that shall not be revealed. As it's written, if you will not trust, you shall not be trusted. If you have no belief, find no relief. Or if you will not understand, surely you shall not stand. And if you will not confide, you will not abide in Christ. There's nothing hid that shall not be revealed. This is Jesus Christ, the seven spirits of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Now the fear of the Lord means the moral reverence of the Lord if you believe, if you don't believe, you're going, to, you're going to be scared of him. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, because he judges the heart. That's why. He knows what's in your heart. Again, he knows your thoughts and intents. But the righteousness shall he judge the poor with righteousness and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked now this this should read he shall smite the oppressor with the rod of his mouth and 
with the blast of his lips, he shall slay the lawless one. Now what comes out of his mouth? It's the living word. And it's yea or nay. And that's all there is to it. And when it says, he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, it's because he puts the hammer down and that's all there is to it. He's not there to, he's there to, for one thing, to destroy evil. So that's what you have to glory. You have to think about the cross at all times. And remember, when Christ was on the cross, he did not compromise with evil. He would not negotiate with evil. He set up a kingdom that he will not accommodate evil. And his kingdom will not accommodate evil. And that's where the smiting goes. It's smiting all the evil. And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. It's yea or nay, or what comes out of the mouth. His mouth is a two-edged sword, and that's all there is to it. Evil destroys itself. It's like hate destroys itself. It's, it destroys itself from within. And when you're on the other side, when you decide that you're going to hang on to things of the evil, and let's just see. When we're talking about equity of the meek, we're talking about the genuineness, the bona fide, authentic, like legitimate, the rightful, legal, lawful. We're describing the kingdom of kingdom of God that Christ set up that is legitimate, legal, and lawful. And it's all about honesty, integrity, and uh, properness, uh, decency towards others, uh, balance, uh, fairness. He is Melchizedek, king of the just. There's justice there, and it's honorable. And inequity is what is in the ways of the world, and that's where the sword goes down, and it cuts all this stuff off, like unfairness or intolerance one-sidedness or plain one-upmanship thinking you're better than others and partiality towards others favoritism and and the dirty words of today bias prejudice bigotry and discrimination and the most vile word out there right now on the planet earth is racism it's the most vile word on planet earth the most vile notion known to mankind in any guise we're all brothers and sisters of god White supremacy is different than racism. Well, white supremacy obviously is disgusting. It's whites against whites, and it's a, a high society or an upper class white, what they think of themselves, uh, the privileged or or uh, the creme de la creme, and they want to get rid of white trash whites, and like myself. Well, good luck with that, buddy. Uh, that's white supremacy. But all those things, it's yay or nay. It's virtue and 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 love and respect and a safety in the kingdom of heaven. And that's where the smiting comes down. They're not allowed in. And you guys can go, or those who choose to carry those ways of the world, yeah, they're going to get smited. It's anger and disgusting uh, evil will just destroy itself. And look at the planet Earth today. It's, mankind is just destroying this planet with all the evil in the world being perpetuated by the human heart. And righteousness shall he be girdled of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. He's bound in righteousness, and wherever he turns right or left, straight, back, wherever the reins take him, it's righteousness in his path. And here we're describing the millennium period, after the seventh seal of violent Trump. And when, when we're all starting to assemble in the kingdom of God, the wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. There's natural enemies are all together. We're not going to get hurt by them. There's no carnal uh, activities anymore. The flesh is gone. But God still makes us into bodies that we're still familiar with. Each soul is distinct. And our soul is who we are. It's no, Our soul is what we are. 
We're human beings. The soul of a wolf is the soul of a wolf. The soul of a leopard, the soul of a leopard. Our spirit is who we are. So our soul is what we are. We're, we're people. We're God's children. And our spirit is who we are. That's our aptitude, our attitude, our reactive attitude active attitude that motivates all actions and that's what you're judged by and here there's no natural enemies anymore because we've lost all those things all the aggressive hatred and and one-upmanships and and jealousies so this is the this is the state of the new heavens the millennium period before white throne judgment and after this flesh age which is after the seventh file seventh seal seventh trump the calf and the young lion and the fatling together and the little child shall lead them and the cow and the bear shall feed their young ones shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like an ox and the suckling child shall play on the hole of an asp and the wean child shall have his hand on the cockatrice den and so you can play with spiders and they shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is a sign of the fullness of the blessing that you get when you come into the kingdom of heaven. If you choose not to, then you have a thousand years to try and let go of the things of evil, and it'll just destroy you. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people, and it shall be an it shall, to it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. Whomsoever will, is what's being said here. Who's the root of Jesse? It came to David. And God made a covenant with the throne of David. And God made a covenant with, with uh, Abraham. And the throne of David was the king line. And Abraham was about the land. Okay. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again, the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt, from the path, Pathros and from Cush and Elam, from Shinar and Hamath and from the islands of the sea. He shall set up an ensign, that's the kingdom of heaven, for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. We all gather together. As it's written in the book of Ezekiel, we all gather together and the book of Zechariah and throughout the New Testament also. We're all gathered at the valley of Jehoshaphat and that's where judgment takes place. God has to assemble all of us there. We're going to meet our maker, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Some people are still rejecting him and they will go up the valley of Himnon and the overcomers go up the valley of Kidron for a millennium period. Uh, the envy also of Ephraim shall depart from his from the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off, and Ephraim shall not envy Judah, and Judah shall not vex Ephraim. So God's saying there's a place of peace beyond our present comprehension available. We're going to assemble everybody, and it, let's just carry on here and read the rest of this, and I'll explain. This is very easy and simple to understand. But they shall, should say, flee upon the shoulders of the Philistines, that's the migratory ones, towards the west. They shall spoil them of the east together. They shall lay their hand upon Edom and Moab and the children of Ammon, shall obey them this is all this is saying here in the last four verses is that your natural enemies around the world right now they're not going to mess with you anymore and that's all there is to it the seventh file seventh seal seventh trump every knee will bow and people will be either happy or they're going to be mortified at what's going on 
And they're not going to be messing with you when God gathers us all together. And instantly we'll be in our spiritual bodies. And the Lord shall utterly destroy the tongue of the Egyptian sea, that's the gulf, and with his mighty wind shall he shake his hand over the river and shall smite it in the seven streams and make men go over dry shod. That means you can walk with your shoes, is that's what's that saying? And there shall be a highway for the remnant of his people. That's a path, that's the road of salvation which shall be left from Assyria like as it was to Israel in the day that he came up out of the land of Egypt. It's a place of safety. And what's being said here is God's going to gather us all back together, right from your natural enemies that you're being in captivity with, you're being held by, and we're all being held by the Assyrian right now. He's the prince of the air, Satan himself, as it's written in Daniel chapter 7. And this is a great time. It's, it's the time we have been waiting for. Believe me, I wish it could happen like right now. 12. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Every knee will bow. Thou, though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. He is our comforter. He is our Sabbath. He is our rest. And that's what Sabbath means. We rest in Jesus Christ daily. He feeds us with the bread of life and the living waters. And that means once we get fed with that, once you allow yourself to feed with that, you don't hunger or thirst for the ways of the world at all just find them disgusting and sad that so many people are living in the ways of the evil of the world. It's, and what God's saying here is, I'm changing the whole landscape when he's, when he's talking about last in the last chapter, verse 15, the tongue of the Egyptian sea. I'm changing the whole landscape. I'm cleansing this earth. You human beings with all the evil in your heart perpetuated by human beings that the seed of it is from Satan himself. I have to cleanse this planet. You guys have turned it into a chemical toilet of war, conflict, uh, and your gods are money, the political system, and your god is absolutely the mainstream media. That's where you turn turn to for comfort, and all you get is bitter disillusionment, uh, more analysis and speculators, and let's see some more graphs and charts and models, and let's get some more experts in their field. Like, like we go over this and over this. This book is so incredibly repetitive, and God's arm is always stretched out. We're in chapter 12, verse 2 now. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. This is a big deal. You trust. That means you confide in. If you don't trust in the Lord, you can't be trusted. That means you think you know better. That means you think you are God. Let me tell you the people that don't believe in God. Let me tell you the people that sit here and try and scripture lawyer this, this book apart, which is a perfect word. You think you're God. You think you know better. Why don't you write your own Bible and see who's going to follow you 2,000 years later? There's billions of people that pray to Christ every single day. The guy only walked around for 33 years. He, was only, he only had his ministry for 30 years or for three years. 2,000 years ago, he never accumulated a dime. He never left more than 50 miles from where he walked. He didn't go to a school. He didn't go to a seminary. He didn't walk around with a fancy dress and, and asking for money. He never accumulated a dime. And there he was. What, why do we all give our Why do billions give their life over to Jesus Christ? Why do billions pray for him? Why is there churches on every corner of North America and Europe pretty much? That's an exaggeration, but they're all over the place. Why do we see a cross on top of all these buildings? There's a million church buildings on planet Earth. For some guy who walked around 2,000 years ago, handing out fish sandwiches, walking into churches, flipping tables, picking fights, and going up to the clergy and saying, you are 
your dad is the devil. Why would we be giving our lives over to him and studying his word 2,000 years later? Because of the things he said and the things he did. He went around saying he was God. And if you don't believe that, then you think Jesus Christ is a liar. And good luck with that. Behold, God is my salvation. Salvation is Yeshua, Messiah, salvation of Yahweh. That means he's the righteous right arm of Yahweh, our Father. If you've seen the Son, you've seen the Father. If you pray to the Son, you're praying to the Father. He's the mediator to God. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord, Jehovah, that's Yahweh, is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation through Yeshua Messiah. When he did that on the cross, he did not compromise with evil. He did it for you personally. So don't you compromise with evil or you're just nailing to the cross every time. Therefore, with joy shall you draw out water of the wells of salvation. That's the living waters. You'll never thirst again. You'll never look at the ways of the world go wanting and longing and wishing and, and kissing lottery tickets and whatnot, you know. For and in that day shall you say, Praise the Lord. Come upon, come call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that. His name is exalted. You glory the cross. You glory the Lord Jesus Christ. You pay homage to him. You trust in him. You abide in him. He's the only one you can trust. Absolutely. You can look around the room, look at your partner there. Yeah, you can trust her. You can trust him. But you don't know really what's in somebody's heart. Jesus Christ has never changed. The living word has never changed. God's word has never changed. It's consistent. Mankind is bound by the perimeters of being human, and that means inconsistent. That means one time, at one time in your life, you thought one way, another time in your life, you think another way. That's inconsistent thought pattern, and that leads to unprincipled beliefs. God is consistent. Consistent, unchanging, principled. This book, this Bible, is God's reason, resolve, written in the councils of eternity, and it covers from infinity back to present to future. And we're talking about a little bit in the future now, but we're talking about what will get you there. And sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. You pay homage to him. You submit with unquestioning obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you love him to pieces. He'll love you to pieces. And I love you to pieces too. I might not love what you're doing, but I hope you enjoyed that. And when it says, sing unto the Lord, you should study Deuteronomy chapter 32. That's the song of Moses as it's written in the book of Revelation. That's our victory song. And I hope that we're all singing it together. As it's written in the book of Job, we all sing together for joy in front of the Lord. Our God made us for his glory, each individual one of us, for his glory for his pleasure, and for his joy. You glory God, and make sure you're pleasing to him. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. My name is Mike. This is Companion Chapel. That was Isaiah chapter 11 and 12, and chapter 13 and 14 are big chapters. So I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Have a great day. And make sure that you promote this podcast. Anything, if you don't want to support it by money or donations or your time, at least if you're in front of a screen, like I know almost everybody is constantly all day long these days in COVID. Promote, share, do something for this podcast. Help magnify God's word. Not for me, 
for all the people that need to hear the saving, loving word of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you very much. Have a great day and bye for now.